Uh, and this is the 415ers podcast brought to you by the Odyssey Sports Podcast Network of 95.7 The Game. Mark Grandy, Evan Giddings, appreciate you as always tuning in. Uh, Mark, there is somewhat, I would say, big free agent news for San Francisco. And that's the fact that, look, okay, we, we have speculated on McGlinchey's future. We've speculated on Jimmy Ward's future. But technically, we do not know if those are free agents within the Niners' price range to bring back. What we do know is that Robbie Gold and perhaps one of the most consistent kickers during his time in San Francisco, especially come postseason time, plans to test free agency. And so he will be sought after to the point where the Niners decided that they do not want to, uh, you know, he's out of their price range as a kicker, as, as weird as that sounds perhaps to some people. Uh, I, I think it's kind of a big deal, Mark. I, I know that not everyone pays attention to kickers, but that's because they don't pay attention until they're gone or they don't pay attention until they're bad. You only recognize the value of a kicker when you have a bad one. And that is what I think yeah. is more likely to happen without his service in San Francisco than if he's here, of course. This is really interesting because on one end, you, you, you see the 49ers and their roster and everyone that's making big money. And what becomes apparent is saving a few dollars anywhere becomes really valuable and it just gives you more flexibility with making another big number fit. And obviously there is another big number coming in with Nick Bosa. So maybe you hear this news. Uh, Robbie Gold told, told ESPN's Adam Adam Schefter, also NBC Sports Bay Area, Matt Mayoko. Yeah, I'm going to be looking to kick elsewhere. I'm testing the free agent waters. And you could see, okay, that would make sense. He probably wants to be a top five paid kicker in the NFL right now. And the top five are all making $5.5 million uh, or more per year. Justin Tucker is the highest paid kicker, well-deserved, at just a tick under $6 million a year. So say the 49ers go out and get a younger, less proven quarterback, and they could save uh, an okay amount of money there, and then maybe that helps them make other moves. That makes sense to me. It might still be a risk. But it makes sense. But something that um, Matt Barrows pointed out, and this is the second time we've we've dropped Matt Barrows's name today. I was reading that he said essentially John Lynch at the combine last week was asked about you know the kicking situation and essentially said, yeah, you know we're here in Indy and we've got to look at some kickers. And Matt Barrows is speculating that Robbie Gold heard John Lynch say that and now is essentially playing hardball a little bit saying, all right, you're going to say that, that you're looking at other kickers when I've been here and had a ton of success over the last few years. All right. Two can play that game, John. Let me just call up Adam Schefter and say, yeah, Hey Adam, can you tell the world that I'm not going to be a Niner anymore? So Matt Barrows thinks this is all just one big negotiation tactic for Robbie gold. And who knows it might be. Um, but I can still understand if it is true, Evan, uh, because the 49ers might not be willing to make Robbie Gold a, a top five paid kicker in the league because that would give them uh, more flexibility elsewhere if they weren't you know, to do that. So I can kind of see both sides, but I wouldn't say it's a done deal that Gold is set on not returning. This could just be part of, of his negotiation tactic. It could be. I, look, I, I hope it is. Um, <laughs> I, I personally think that there's also just – a lot of teams out there that need kickers. Like if we're talking about team, I know it's not even in the same ballpark of money, but like the amount of teams that need a kicker are more than the amount of teams that need a quarterback right now. And it it just looks to me like 
I, I understand kind of the cat and mouse game that Robbie Gold is playing. Uh, but, you know, if you're San Francisco, maybe you feel confident you can go out and, and find a kicker and there could be one that's a little more cheap. Also, helping you save on the margins might allow you to find kind of an underpriced free agent or, you know, a, a backup, perhaps defensive lineman, someone who could replace an edge rusher like Samson Abukam if he chooses yep. to test free agency and leave. Um, Charles Amenahue, who, you know, sort of ran into some legal troubles at the tail end of last season, might be a guy the 49ers don't want to bring back, but they obviously would love to have someone that could step up and fill that void. Like there are places that aren't obviously big boy spots or uh, big boy names like Nick Bosa, who is going to get paid at some point, probably later this offseason by San Francisco, that maybe they decide that they would like to use that extra three to four million dollars elsewhere. It could turn into one player, could into it could turn into a couple of players. Uh, we're, we're just not sure yet. But I, I guess, Mark, if I, if I had to kind of read Robbie Gold's words, I am taking him more for his word at this point than not. I think it's at, at the very least, it's a message to the 49ers saying, hey, you're going to have to pay me top five money or I will go elsewhere. Like it's not I I refuse to return to the 49ers. The message is, you know, put up or shut up. Essentially, I, I think it's safe to assume that the question I would have, Evan, and he hasn't shown any signs of slowing down. He still hasn't missed a kick in the postseason in his career really the only high profile miss this season i can remember was at the end of that raiders game what was that week 16 or 17 in las vegas where the niners had a chance to win the game at the horn in regulation they ultimately win it on a robbie gold field goal in overtime that's really the the one moment that sticks out that he missed a big kick in the last handful of years i mean he has been automatic at what point though are you a little uncomfortable giving Top five kicker money. Again, we're talking about five point five million and up to a forty-year-old. I mean, this guy's getting up there again. He hasn't shown any signs of slowing down now, but I'm not saying I expect it for him. But he is forty. If you're the 49ers, are are you willing to, to give top five money to a forty-year-old? I mean, I know there's been a few examples of really good kickers playing well into their forties. Uh, are we certain that Robbie Gold is able to keep up this level for another year or two? Is it just a one-year deal? Is it a two-year deal? I think there's a lot of things the Niners have to consider with this. And part of it is how long they believe that Robbie Gold can kick the, can, can keep this up. Because it, it's not a given, I don't think, at this age that he's going to continue to be this good. Perhaps. Look, I mean, David Akers kicked until he was 39. I know he wasn't at that age, I believe, when he finished his career uh, in San Francisco. Uh, Phil Dawson's the other name that comes to mind. I think he kicked until he was 43. Although, again, he wasn't at that age when he finished in San Francisco. He was close to it. Uh, but like Robbie Gold in his time in San Francisco has made, I think, 87 or 88% of his kicks. Pretty he good. has missed like... 10 extra points in his career. I mean, the guy's been at just about as money as you could hope for a kicker. And it's not like there's been a percentage fall off over the last few seasons. In fact, you can make an argument that last year was perhaps even his best season kicking in San Francisco. Like he he's, he's steady Eddie. And that's something that I would want to pay for. But again, if you're San Francisco and you feel like you don't have as much money to go out and spend, then, you know, maybe you can groom you know, the next Robbie gold or 
look, there's a reason they had to go get him in the first place. Like you eventually have to move off of kickers. It's not so often you get a Justin Tucker that you draft and then kind of just take throughout his entire career. And he just so happens to be the best kicker in the league every single season. That's pretty rare. They've done this before. I wouldn't be surprised if they had to do it again. Uh, but to me, the the concerns lie more at other free agent spots or spots that they could go out and acquire free agents. And so, yeah, I, I think losing gold would be a big deal. Um, but I want to see where they put that money before I judge whether or not I'm mad that Robbie Gold's going to not maybe be on the team next year. Yeah, no, I think I'm with you. The other thing is, oddly enough, Robbie Gold, the last time the 49ers used the franchise tag was on Robbie Gold. Doesn't happen for a kicker all that often. That was the last player the Niners used the franchise tag on, Evan. One thing I feel very comfortable uh, guaranteeing to you, not that Robbie Gold will stay, not that he will leave, but I feel comfortable guaranteeing the Niners will not franchise tag Robbie Gold. Uh, the franchise tag window is up tomorrow, or we're recording this Monday. It's up Tuesday as you're listening to this. Um, so we'll know by, you know, again, Tuesday, the, the 7th of March. Uh, but he will not be franchise tagged. I, I can promise you that, but I still think it's up in the air if he's going to return to the 49ers or not. Yeah, I mean, the question of whether or not they'll utilize the franchise tag at all this year remains to be seen. The only reason that I would lean no is just because, look, the franchise tag is, is an average salary of you know top players at the positions. And so depending on who you like, you have to maybe overpay oftentimes. I mean, that that's why kind of guys will get franchise tagged is because you want their service, but you're not quite sure if you want to give them a long-term deal. First one that comes to mind is Tony Pollard, who received the franchise tag of, of just over $10 million for a running back. That might be a lot considering a guy that just had a very bad injury in a playoff game, but the Dallas wants to see. Does any player, does any player for the 49ers fall under that category to me, I say no of those impending free agents. The only one that maybe I could think of would be a guy like Mike McGlinchey, but the tackle position is going to be quite a bit of money. And I feel like if the 49ers were comfortable giving him that dollar amount, they would probably just lock him up for multiple years. Um, so I, I don't know if you had to throw an over under on, one and a half franchise tags this offseason for the 49ers. What would you say? Oh, by far, by far the under. I, I don't think they're going to use it at all. Um, I mean, Mike McGlinchey's franchise tag for a right tackle would be upwards of 18 million. Um, you look at uh, someone like Jimmy Ward. I mean, his franchise tag would be about 14 and a half million. You look is further he down as the a list. Nickel or is he pay as a safety? <laughs> That's that's an important question. I, I, I think, I don't know. Actually, I would how... I would assume he would. They would have to pay him as a safety. Although maybe that's why he's kind of had a bit of a fractured relationship. Maybe uh, throughout maybe. this season is because he felt like they're trying to deflate his value. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, but I, I would say it doesn't get used. And again, the the deadline is essentially up at this point. There can still be news snuck in at the buzzer. Uh, but if they haven't used one up to this point, I don't imagine that they will. And aside from the guys we just listed, I, I know Emmanuel Mosley is a, a relatively you know bigger name free agent. 
but I don't think they will have an issue signing him straight up as an unrestricted free agent. So I don't think they'd use it on him either. Plus, I'm not sure they'd be comfortable giving him top tier corner money when he's coming off of a major knee injury. So I really don't think it's going to be used. I would be shocked if it does. Um, and, and that just means, you know, once that window does pass on Tuesday, the seventh, again, right around the corner here, uh, then you finally can, can start looking towards free agency and how you're going to tackle things because free agency, again, uh, players and teams can start communicating on the 13th Monday of next week, and they can put pen to paper, make it official on Wednesday of next week. So we're right around the corner, really, from the you know the meat of the NFL offseason. This this window of franchise tags is really kind of the first step towards that, but we're getting really close. So there will be news coming down often early and often starting pretty soon and, and the Niners are gearing up for that but I, I think they will be staying out of this portion of the NFL offseason yeah and I also think franchise tags are usually reserved for relationships between player and franchise that aren't iffy but there are question marks between both sides and so maybe that's also kind of a, a positive reflection of where the 49ers are the fact that they do have standing relationships and good ones with all potential players that would fall under that category. Um, you know, it, to me, it's like, I, I guess if maybe Nick, Nick Bosa wasn't happy in San Francisco, then you, you, you could franchise tag him because he'd be worth obviously paying top dollar yeah. for an extra year. But that's a guy who is eventually going to get his contract figured out and loves being in San Francisco. And the 49ers obviously love him and He's going to get the money that he deserves because he's a fantastic player and has a bright future, probably Hall of Fame hopeful career. So, yeah, I, I think that these sort of franchise tags that we see and a lot of people throw around are more for teams that are one foot in, one foot out on a certain player. And luckily... It doesn't seem like San Francisco has any of those guys, even though someone like Emmanuel Mosley who's coming off of injury, I guess hypothetically falls in that category, but um, th there's going to be no price tag there for him. So I'm, I'm kind of with you. I think it, I think it reflects well in the Niners that they don't have this issue. Yeah. Generally how I understand it is teams use the franchise tag as somewhat of a last resort. This player who we really like and want to keep around is asking for more money than we're comfortable paying him. Let's delay this negotiation another year. We'll keep him around for top five money, but it's not going to be number one money. It will be the average. And then we'll go from there another 12 months. A couple of players that got franchise tagged on Monday of this week, two running backs, the Cowboys, Tony Pollard and the Raiders, Josh Jacobs. Tony Pollard wants number one money. He's not going to get it in Dallas because Zeke still has a gigantic contract. And, you know, for whatever reason, Jerry Jones is still in love with Zeke, despite the fact that he's obviously on the downturn of his career. Josh Jacobs had, you know, we've heard him voice his frustrations with the Raiders organization. He probably wants to get out of there and, and be paid handsomely. The Raiders don't want to give up on him because he had an incredible season this past year. So you're right. There, there does seem to be, uh, uh, I don't know, a history of teams using the franchise tag to delay negotiation or just keep a player around for a year longer when they know they aren't really comfortable giving them the money that they deserve. The Niners, where they deserve credit, they don't get into these situations. Debo Samuel got his contract extension before the offseason that he became a free agent. 
if if the Niners didn't give Debo Samuel that extension last offseason, Debo Samuel could very well have been franchise tagged this year. If the Niners don't give Nick Bosa an extension this offseason coming up, it generally happens, you know, August around there. He could be a franchise tag option next year. But generally for the players that will be owed big money, the Niners want to keep around. They tend to get that out of the way early, and then they're never in this situation where they have to use a franchise tag, which could potentially upset the player as well. So I think that's where they deserve some credit. Yeah, I know we got to wrap, but uh, the the Debo thing is is interesting. I I don't know if Debo. Well, Debo Samuel asked for a trade. Like let's let's, let's as a negotiation tactic. Come on. Yeah, I'm sure he wanted to be in San Francisco, but I'm sure if they said, nah, we're just going to franchise tag you, I think he might have stuck to his guts a little bit more. Uh, but of course, yeah, we'll but never the know. Point is they, the point is they didn't franchise tag him. They gave him the big money. Yeah, they also said, we're not going to trade you. They gave him what he wanted, the money. I, what, this is a conversation for a different day. I, I think it was all a negotiation tactic from Debo, but, but maybe you disagree. I, I think I think Debo Samuel would have been open to whatever got him paid the most money coming off a career year when he'd never had. Uh, well, yeah, regardless, uh, <laughs> we move on in the off season, and uh, yeah, we'll be talking to you on Thursday. That'll be our next episode. Uh, I got some ideas on some free agents that I think the 49ers could pursue oh. could be in their price range. Um, as well as obviously there's a lot of combine stuff to sift through potential draft targets for the San Francisco 49ers. So a lot to look forward to. Obviously Brock Purdy's news is the best of the week that will be on Friday is scheduled for his uh, surgery on his UCL, hopefully not a reconstruction, but obviously we'll know later on this week. And uh, we appreciate you tuning in, Mark. We will talk to you next time, man. Thank you. Yep. Sounds good. I've been looking forward to it already. All right, take it easy. We'll talk to you on Thursday. You listen to 415ers.